Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sides of the Best Part, a podcast where we learn about the amazing passion projects undertaken by college students that are not related to their major. Once again, I'm your host, Lola Ojamo, and we have with us Nadia. Can you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Nadia. I'm a senior international business major uh, here at the Smith School. Um, my businesses uh, have to do with dance and hair braiding, mm-hmm. and there are two things that I really enjoy and have decided to make revenue out of. Nice, nice. So when did you start getting involved with hair or, and or with dance? Um, hair, I've been involved um, with since I was really young. Um, mm-hmm. Funny thing is I don't actually remember, like, sitting down and teaching myself or learning it kind of just something that I started to do um same with dance I I feel like I've been dancing since I was in my mother's stomach so (laughs) nice so yeah we're both on the um UMD Afro Chic the African the female African dance team Mm -hmm. and Nadia makes choreography within like two seconds so (laughs) I can personally vouch that like her dance skills are (laughs) top notch (laughs) um so what made you interested in taking like these interests that you have and actually making them into these like tangible businesses and projects? So for my primary business is hair. Um, I've never had a job. Um, I've never had any kind of formal job and I have adult bills. I have rent, I have car insurance <laughs> right. and I'm on my own. So um, it's kind of, uh, I guess with hair, it, it started off as a hobby and just something I liked to do. I, I would see it being done and I would just pick it up and I would do my own hair. And I kind of just didn't want to wait for my mom to always book an appointment or for something to always happen for my hair to be done. So I would do my hair, my own hair. Um, And it kind of just came in handy, you know, when stuff wasn't going exactly right with my family, kind of just came in handy. Uh, Like, okay, well, I have something that requires no investment. Literally, you don't need to have anything to know how to braid except Mm -hmm. the skill. And I had it. So I was like, you know what? I could add some extra income to the family. I can do something. And so that's how it started. And from then on, it never stopped until um, still to this very day. Um, With dance, uh, it's kind of uh, something that I I really enjoy dance. Dance is my passion. and so while I do make money from it and I do want to continue, I'm allowing the the process of me making money with dance to be a slower process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I do want to spend time doing a lot of charity events. I do want to spend time um, working with pe- uh, you know people who may not have funds to pay for things and mm-hmm. things like that. So using my hair business to be able to fund uh, and make up for the lack that I may uh, be experiencing currently uh, with being paid uh, in the dance world, it yeah. kind of offsets and it allows me to do what I uh, treat dance as a passion um, yeah. and not be searching for money and be a starving artist as people mm-hmm. like to call it um so when you first started braiding hair when did like people start paying you for it or when did you start charging people for it um I got my first client when I was in seventh grade um yeah I got my first client in seventh grade I would always do my own hair and then uh uh someone came up to me and asked me who did my hair and I was like it's me Mm -hmm. and then uh she let me do her hair and then after that like I don't know what that girl had but she has the word of mouth spread from that one person and since then it's been a cycle and I have never been without clients so yeah I think it's really interesting because you're like the first person on the podcast who's doing something with a passion that's and their passions making them money and they still have a primary business that's making them money and then they're still like doing um college stuff at the same time um i think that having 
those three things that must really take a lot of your time must be like a lot so like how do you manage (laughs) working with those three um it's been really really hard uh it's gotten a lot harder uh, recently Mm. and just lately um because you know especially in college when you need to you know you need to get certain grades you need to pass and you pay for it yeah um so it's gotten hard to manage it really honestly um literally it's only god i really don't Mm know Mm -hmm. um i really don't know oftentimes it is a lot of stress and it is is a lot of but but for me i have to kind of look at the end goal and i know that school is not a for everything i'm a senior now and i'm Mm -hmm. graduating in three months right um, so that is going to take some off of my uh, shoulders. And um, I just know that I just kind of keep the mindset that everything I'm doing now is going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about um, decreasing stress and, you know, kind of making life easier for myself now um, and think of dropping any of the things I'm doing and I look in the long run, it wouldn't benefit me to right, have done right. that. So I'd rather, you know, kind of grind it out now and be able to look back and be like, you know, I worked for this. So. Yeah, yeah. So specifically with dance, I know that like with braiding hair, that's a skill that once you acquire, it doesn't really necessarily go down. But like dance is something that if you want to reach, it's like a personal goal that you can reach. Mm -hmm. You have to like continuously work at it. So how did you consistently push yourself to get better and better as a dancer? Um, I continuously took classes. I still take classes because mm-hmm. training never ends. Okay. Um, yeah, I take classes. I practice. I practice and I practice. Um, there are people who I look to on um social media and I look to on um YouTube that mm-hmm. I can use to train because a lot of Afro styles are street styles yeah. and you can't just learn street styles in the classroom because right, they're right. street styles. They're mm-hmm. created on the streets of Africa or yeah. Jamaica if you're learning dance hall. So um, I learned these things from YouTube, from people who are in the countries that I'm trying to learn from to get the right. authentic style. And I train in the classroom as well with people who have been there and picked it up mm-hmm. um, and are able to teach me certain things. Um, and just continuously being a part of teams, because being a part of teams, even if even when I don't necessarily feel like practicing, yeah. it keeps me it holds me accountable to do some kind of dance every yeah, single day. Um, and it holds me accountable to perform when I need to perform. Um, also, of course, the money aspect because when you get to a point where people wanting to pay you for video shoots and things like that, you mm-hmm. can't come. Conti- you can't bring mediocre product yeah, yeah, because yeah, you are sure. giving them a service. So if people are like, oh, "This girl does the same things every every time," that that routine she does it. She did it in this video shoot, that video shoot, and these are people's video shoots for artists or mm-hmm. you know movie shoots uh they don't want to see that you're doing the same thing yeah. for them that you're doing to somebody else's because you know everyone wants to stand out in their own way so that's right. definitely motivation for you to you know continuously better yourself um so yeah right, right, right yeah it's always a big thing when it comes to um more creative passions more passions that lie within like music or art or dance that you really have to push yourself to keep going and to keep learning and to keep moving because those are things that if you don't do for a while, you might like fall behind the trend or those are things that if you don't do for a while, like your body won't react the same way and you won't be able to keep up with it the way that you once used to. So, But funny enough, yeah. it is the same with hair because mm-hmm. there are so many styles coming 
out of nowhere. Oh, wow, yeah. Like, there's styles coming out of nowhere. There came distress locks, and then there's, like, gypsy locks and all these things. Oh, so the locks. foundation <laughs> is, right, the foundation is the braid. Mm-hmm. But then people are like, oh, I don't want my aesthetic weaves to have started with the braid at the top. I want the invisible root method. Oh. Or I want this. Or I want my locks, but I want my locks, gypsy locks. Or I want to add the curls. It's like all these styles are coming right, out of nowhere. Right. So it's like you do have to stay on your toes. Like, oh, you have true. to stay on your toes. You got to know, okay. And that's another reason why people don't want to go to these African shops because they are very, very neat and their technique and their foundation is so solid. Yeah. But their development isn't up to par mm. with what we want to see as, you know, young people uh, and just point. people in America. They, they are not up to par. They don't have the social media and they're not on their toes about mm-hmm. learning and continuously evolving with the styles. Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually never considered the fact that, like, just doing anything where you have to keep up with the trend it's a continuous learning process and it's actually really good to like make sure you keep yourself in the mindset of no matter what i'm doing like things can change and you have to like keep up with it yeah that's really big all right so we're just gonna take a break from the interview and do this segment called the best part of sides where we basically just talk about unpopular food opinions that I send out on my personal Instagram and you guys vote on it. Um, Currently, this is being recorded from my phone because like I hope everyone listening is doing, we're all quarantining. So please remember, if you do not need to go out, please stay inside and practice social distancing and also keep our health workers and anyone who has already contacted COVID-19 in your thoughts and prayers. And um, yeah, so excuse any poor recording quality. This is what we have to work with because we do not have the pleasure of McKeldin's amazing microphones. So just to get into it, we, of course, started with some yes and no questions. I asked pineapple on pizza. Now, this is kind of controversial. Everyone, you know, has their own thoughts about this, but I've already said my piece. Pineapple on pizza is amazing. And if you say no, you have a childish palate. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, you might want to get out there, you know, try new things. Um, pineapple on pizza is amazing. And everyone has said yes, because 27 people voted for yes. And while 25 people voted for no, so that's 52 to 48%. So obviously, that is the superior opinion to everyone who voted pineapple on pizza. I know who I can eat with now. So the next question was, are hot dogs a sandwich? Now, I want to say no because it's not two pieces of bread on top of something. It's one piece of bread with something in the middle. That's not necessarily a sandwich. That's like uh, not a wrap. I don't know. Like a quesadilla. A quesadilla is not a sandwich. So like, but a lot of people said no. 24 people said no and 16 people said yes. So obviously it's not a sandwich that's just a consensus there so i asked what are what is the worst vegetable and y'all y'all gotta go nanette said all of them okay y'all gotta go out and eat some like good stuff i'm seeing a lot of brussels sprouts y'all you guys gotta cook them right i don't know what y'all doing eggplant or zucchini no well eggplant i don't know about eggplant's nasty zucchini though zucchini can hit i don't know about that asparagus isn't good string beans are good don't play with me cauliflower yeah cauliflower is bad 
peas peas are bad tomatoes if you're african and you're saying tomatoes i don't know how you can say that that's the basis of how many how are you eating stew Uh, okay please there's no tomatoes radishes radishes are bad yeah i gotta give y'all that um artichoke i don't think i've had artichoke i'm actually kind of curious as to what that tastes like um Um, And then the last question was just what are some overhyped food places, you know, those places that everybody speaks the praises of, but you think it's average. Um, Someone said Chick-fil-A. That is very true. Personally, I think there's only so many times you can eat Chick-fil-A until it starts just being regular food to you. And it's like, it's okay now. Burger King. I don't even know who's eating Burger King that much, to be real. I'm seeing a lot of Chipotle. I don't know about that, y'all. Maybe it's because I don't have that much money, to be honest. So whenever I get, ch- whenever I have money, that's when I get Chipotle. And that's not that often. So I think because I don't eat it that much, anytime I get Chipotle, it's just a joy to me. So I, I have to disagree. Shake Shack. Shake Shack is so overhyped. It is expensive for no reason. It's not that good. Um, Five Guys. Okay, I have never actually tried Five Guys. I've heard that something about Five Guys is good. I I don't know. But I don't know. I've never tried that. Sugar Factory. Oh, what is Sugar Factory? That sounds interesting. Um, In-N-Out. Now, who on the East Coast is telling me some In-N-Out? Shay, I know this is you because... Who is eating in and out over here? Unless I have some California followers, which I know I don't. So, okay, sure, in and out. I mean, I guess I want to try it still. And lastly, someone said everywhere except for African restaurants. Okay, they're not wrong. African food is peak, so I'll give y'all that. Okay, so that's pretty much the end of our segment once again. I'll be sending out more unpopular food opinions sometime the next week. If you want to vote on them or say your thoughts, you can vote at It's Omolola on Instagram. That is I-T-S-O-M-O-L-O-L-A-A. And also follow this podcast Instagram at Side's Best Part. Also, remember, practice social distancing. This is March 28th, 2020. Hopefully, if somebody comes across this podcast in may or june we won't have to worry about this so you know it is what it is thoughts and prayers guys thoughts and prayers okay back to the interview um so when you really got serious about doing hair and when you really got serious about being a dancer and you're like working in college and everything do you think that you've developed like your the ideas about your capabilities have changed yes um definitely because even now sometimes I look back at stuff I'm like I don't really know how I did Mm. that like even sometimes one day I can look back at a day and how my day went I'm like how did I do that like as a human being be able to do all these things in one day but you know it kind of really just teaches you that like passion is important like yeah anything can be happening but i i strongly believe that like if you have the passion and you have the desire to do something you can literally do anything mm. i don't believe in like obstacles at all wow. like the, it just isn't a, it's not real to me 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that there can be things that can make it difficult. Yeah. But somehow when you really have a passion and a drive, you can literally do anything. There's, there's, I don't think there's anything that anyone can't do. And if you right. can't do it, it's because you don't really genuinely have the, the, the zeal and the desire to. And mm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. People might, might take that as, oh, you know, well, are you saying that I'm lazy? No, you're not. But you need to find that thing or those things that make you want to work that hard, that make yeah, you want to, yeah, yeah. you know, literally do that. And focus on that because sometimes people like something, but they don't know that they don't they don't like it enough. Yeah. They think that they, you know, but I encourage everyone to find those things that really, 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 really make you want to go the extra mile. And you'll know it. You'll know when you find it because you'll find yourself doing a lot more than everyone around you for that thing. True. So, yeah, I often like think of when we say we're going to jump over hurdles, like if you're actually running in a track race and you have to like jump over the hurdle there's nothing that's going to stop you from doing it once you hear the gun go off like you're gonna go over the hurdle whether you like it or not and by the time you reach the finish line you're like wow like i went through all of those and i got to the end so even though you might see like there are hurdles in your path like you're not thinking about it you're just you keep running and you keep pushing past it so i think that's like really great advice to not really think of things as like obstacles or roadblocks but things you have to get through us you're not gonna finish the race at the Mm -hmm. end of the day yeah so like for next steps for you you know you said you're graduating in three months and then dance and the hair business what do you think things are gonna look like after you graduate so um after i graduate so right now i have a mini salon um Mm -hmm opened it in September of last year um I have two employees currently and a contractor so um I'm gonna continue to work on the first model Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of develop that and um for dance I want to train and I want to be able to travel you know once I graduate so that's why I kind of decided to uh open my salon when I did that way and Mm -hmm. hire people when I did that way when I'm gone I could still make money because you know with how it was before I opened my salon and before I hired people, it's just me. So if I'm not there, I can't make money. So if I got to travel, I have to work and I got to save because Mm -hmm. when I leave, you know, bills still have to be paid. But thank God I was able to, you know, hire people. So that way when I'm gone, they're working and I'm Mm -hmm. still making money. Um, So that's kind of the model I want to follow. And um, if this, you know, works, you know, it's really hard learning how to manage people because I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business person, but it's all a learning process. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now it's like I'm learning, I'm managing people and I'm paying people. It's just, uh, it's it's a lot to take in. So I kind of want to let this, you know, let this kind of sink. And if this, uh, well, by God's grace, it will work well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to open up kind of like a franchise of mini suites yeah, nice. um, in different areas. And um, I want that to kind of grow. And mm-hmm. that way I can focus on my primary passion, which is dance. So right. I eventually I don't want to do hair. Probably will take a few clients, you know, Every month, you know, okay, yeah, like, mm-hmm. owner takes the clients or whatever. But um, essentially, I want to manage, and I want to have that as a solid business, and right. then I want to move to my passion and be right. able to dance and travel and do whatever I want to do um, without having the crutch of, you know, funds and without having the crutch of having to, you know, be physically yeah, in the workplace. Yeah. And I can, you know, free, move freely and do what I want to do. So that's um, essentially what I see myself doing after college. Yeah, that's really big because um, for a lot of, like, these – creative careers that a lot of people want to take it's like 
do you want to be the quote unquote starving artist or do you want to put something yeah or do you want to put something in place that like keeps you secure and we both come from like African backgrounds and a big thing for African parents is like whatever you're gonna do especially um immigrants Mm -hmm. it's like whatever you whatever you're gonna do you need to make sure you're good like you need to make sure you're making some form of money you need to make sure that you're not struggling because the last thing most um immigrant parents want to see is that i brought my child to this country and Mm -hmm. now they're struggling (coughs) the same way i've had to struggle so i think that mentality can really be widely applied to anyone who's thinking of taking a passion they're doing along with college and it might not be your primary major but you want to continue it after college it's always worth remembering like you need to have something in place that's not going to put you in a position where you're going to be even more stressed Mm -hmm. because your passion always needs to be developed and it needs time and it's not something uh, i mean if it's a hobby that's great but if you really want to see it like with nadia has it if you want to see it as a career for you it's something that you're going to have to have something in place to keep you moving so that that doesn't have so your passion doesn't have to fall by the wayside because you need to like keep up in our capitalist economy and everything (sighs) like that yeah yeah so you sort of said some encouraging words earlier but just like lastly if you had someone who was asking you for advice on how to push their passion even when they're in college and doing a lot of different work what would you say um it sounds so like basic (laughs) and it's so weird because we've been being told this we've been told this since we were young um but i feel like somehow when you're actually in the you know you're in the kind of situation it hits different Mm. and it you actually see why people say it so my advice would just be to don't give up and yeah. it's 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 <laughs> annoying that I ha- that that's what I'm saying, right. but at the end of the day, that is that's the key. Don't yeah. give up. Don't give up. No matter what obstacles you face, do not give up. If you need a break, take the break, mm-hmm. but do not give up. Like and always keep the bigger picture in mind. Yeah. Keep the bigger picture in mind because when you are focused on a goal, it helps you to just run towards it mm-hmm. versus when you're focused on you know small small things like yeah. focus on the big picture like actually envision yourself what do you see like literally you need to see a picture if you can't see what you want to be mm-hmm. it's not there's not there's yeah. nothing you need to see it write it this is what you want for yourself and go after it and don't give up because yeah. you have a goal and when you have that goal the goal is so detailed that you you might not know how you're going to get there but you know that this is where you need to go mm-hmm. so you're going to keep going and i just think not giving up will really really that's the key to to anything for real nice nice that sounds great so do you have any socials any handles for like your businesses and yes i do so my instagram handle for my hair business is blessed braids b-l-e-s-s-e-d braids underscore and for my dance uh page my handle is nadia.nk underscore dancer in french so d-a-n-s-e-u-r nice nice well okay that was nadia and this is sides are the best part and we will see you guys next time